There is a lot going on in the world today, no doubt. And there appears to be writing on the wall. I'm just waiting to see what is going to be written. I wanted to share with you an article I wrote on Substack about some of these things, the, this writing happening on the wall. So, from the Substack article, I shared Biden announced in March 9th of 2022 his executive order on ensuring responsible development of digital assets to, quote, explore a U.S. central bank digital currency by placing urgency on research and development of a potential United States currency, end quote. And this caused the crypto market to respond with about a 10% dip. Why does this topic matter to you? Why does it matter to me? Why does it matter to anyone, really, for that matter? The idea behind a digital dollar replacing our paper one is that the digital dollar is not only traceable, but programmable. What does that mean exactly? Um, well, in short, it could prohibit where you spend money. No more bacon, likely, so to speak. Remember that futuristic dystopian Michael Bay movie, The Island, from 2005 with Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson that is set in a controlled, protected colony free from a global virus that we later learn was run by oligarchs and corporate fat cats. Despite this movie being almost 20 years old, oh my gosh, I can't believe how old I'm getting, it is still a good movie, and I would definitely recommend that you watch it. Um, but I digress, back to the bacon, so to speak. There is a scene early on in the movie where Ewan McGregor's character is, you know, he's getting up and they, all the people live in this kind of uh, interior, it kind of looks like a mall and apartment space at the same time. Everybody has their individual rooms. And um, anyway, he, he, as he's getting ready, you know, he, he does what we all do. He goes to the restroom and accept his biometrics and his sodium levels and stuff like that are registered and uh, recorded, which determines what kind of diet he can have for the day. So he gets dressed. They all wear the same white clothes, just uh, like a, a good dystopian um, setting would have us look like. And, you know, like a lot of communist countries do, you know, they, they limit what people can wear. They have uniform rules. Um, and this is a fact. I mean, this is, this is not conspiracy theory. This is what communist countries have done in the past and currently. So he goes up uh, to the cafeteria and ironically, the overweight cafeteria lady chew, chewing uh, gum, you know, scans his little wristband, his watch or whatever it is. And um, he's like, so what can I have today? And she says, oh, you can have this. You can basically goop. And he's like, no bacon. He's like, no bacon. Um, and she's like, no, sorry. Um, it, your, your sodium levels are too high, buddy. And uh, I'll share the link to that little, that little scene there so you can just watch it. it. 
be better to watch it than just try to imagine it. But um, so that that is happening, and you know, it's painting a picture of what um, that society looks like in in that time in the future. But you start to realize as you watch the movie, it's not really that far in the future, if at all. You know, theoretically and literally, actually in China, a government digital currency can govern how we spend or rather allowed to spend our money. Um, this is happening right now in China. If you have high blood pressure, the black hand could prohibit your purchase of more bacon or beer or whatever for your health and the betterment of society. Sounds like China's social credit system, doesn't it? Well, it is. According to New Horizons, a global employee brokerage operating in six to eight countries says, quote, the China social credit system is a broad regulatory framework intended to report on the trustworthiness of individuals, corporations, and governmental entities across China. Business Insider says, China's social credit system ranks citizens and punishes them with throttled internet speeds and flight bans if the Communist Party deems them untrust, untrustworthy. And goes on to say, the exact methodology is a secret, but examples of infractions include bad driving, smoking and non-smoking zones, buying too many video games, posting fake news online, specifically about terrorist attacks or airport security, whether people pay bills on times. Um, you or your kids could also miss out on the best jobs in schools, it says. Even have your dog taken away if you're not uh, picking up after your dog or keeping it on a leash, naming and public shaming. I actually remember this uh, report from a journalist with Vice News, and she was in some city in China, and she intentionally jaywalked across the street before the the pedestrian sign indicated it was safe for her and time for her to walk across the street. And by the time she crossed the street, her face was plastered up on the digital billboard and she had a fine on her cell phone sent to her for jaywalking. And it was on her dig on the digital billboard there. It had her name and the violation. Um, and that was a few years ago. So this is being implemented in China and has been for several years now over there and isn't new to them, but it is rather new to us in the West, at least aware in the sense that we're becoming aware of it. Um, there's this video by uh, someone named James O'Malley, and I'll share this link in the show notes too, um, a self-described freelance journalist for hire, according to his Twitter bio, taken in China on a bullet train announcing punishments in English and reporting citizens to the Social Credit System Bureau hurting their credit scores. And it goes on in the video, he's just recording in this bullet train that, you know, people, you better act well or we're going to report you to the Social Credit System Bureau. Very dystopian, and that's real life. Is this where we're heading in the United States, in the West? In light of recent events with the Biden administration announcing their pursuit of creating a traceable and programmable digital dollar by the end of 2022 on one side of our culture, and ESG, 
which stands for Environmental Society and Government and Governance, being implemented on the other side of our culture, you can clearly see examples uh, such as Disney being used by this ambiguous black hand to make radical and significant changes in both the United States and the world. ESG is a whole nother article, of course, and a whole nother podcast, but in short, it focuses on assigning scores on corporations and citizens, i.e. a social credit system like they have in China, who have good standing with regards to climate change, quote-unquote data hygiene, and gender and diversity inclusion. A most recent example, as you've probably heard, was revealed in Disney's leaked videos recently where executives, you know, they vowed to make 50% of the characters LGBTQIA2+, on and on and on. And uh, there's this one video with Vivian Ware, is her name, uh, who is a diversity and inclusion director of Disney, saying in another video, Disney will no longer use the words ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls to welcome, well, ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls to to be socially di- diverse and inclusive. Um, wow. The natural question is what is what is driving these corporations to embrace and force this kind of woke ideology in the faces of the silent majority of Americans who don't agree or support these unfounded claims uh, that they say are scientific, specifically related to gender topics. The silent majority, I believe, believe the science, that there are only two two biological genders, one male, one female. So whose hand is controlling and directing these falsities? Who knows? I'm not really sure, but I think it's spiritual in nature. Um, We have a society being redefined, really, on one side, and Disney is just a case in point, and governance being recreated on the other via our financial institutions. In the past few years, you may have heard that big banks uh, prohibited some people from making financial contributions to particular political endeavors or projects or parties. My thought at this time on the U.S. digital dollar and cryptos is that the more cryptocurrencies there are, the better it will be for us average people, us plebeians and serfs. Having multiple currencies to choose from forces them and governments to compete with one another by providing us, the people, with the best utility, security, and privacy. Three things government doesn't seem to want us to have on our own, separate from them. The argument that centralizing a digital dollar by regulating decentralized cryptos out of existence, out of competition, and how this will prevent fraud is really just a farce. Because fraud will still happen as the United States government continues to develop this um, centralized programmable digital dollar, I can easily foresee bartering of goods and services increasing 
increasingly becoming vast and just growing and becoming more popular or common like the way it used to be really in the years to come. I imagine those with actual skills in the trades also will do very well in the years to come because they will be able to trade their skills for tangible assets separate from anything digital. So they won't necessarily have to rely on the digital dollar. For now, I guess, enjoy your bacon. Enjoy your freedom to be able to drive down to your local bakery for a box of donuts. Because if things continue in this direction, we all might be scanning QR codes to see if we're permitted to enjoy a slice of cake at our friend's kid's birthday party. Thanks for listening in, and be sure to stay tuned for future episodes. This podcast can only get better, right? I realize this. Your patience is appreciated. I genuinely am interested in learning how to not only be a concerned citizen, but an involved one. And this podcast is such an attempt. So thanks for listening in, and if you feel so inclined, a solid review would help me continue developing this endeavor.